Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Countryfied UK podcast, brought to you all the way from the United Kingdom, bringing you your weekly fix of everything country. And now your hosts, Alex and Blaine. Hey guys, I'm Alex and I'm with my boy Blaine. Hey. Um, welcome to episode 39. 39. We're almost we're almost to the the big four for some people the big four is like a big birthday. So we should Almost uh, for you as well. Uh I'm nowhere near forty. We're closer to it than you are thirty, so No I'm not, I'm thirty three. Yeah, so you are closer to it than you are thirty. Right, okay. I kinda get what you mean, but that's still like Because you can't go back in time, can you? Well, it depends. Well, I like, don't know what buy myself a DeLorean are. and <laughs> head back and uh, back into the future. <laughs> um, anywho, um, today another great episode for you guys because we get uh, got a good interview with uh, the one and only Abby Coon, and uh, she was a, a barrel, absolutely amazing. Yeah, she was good fun. Um, quite quite an interesting interview as well because uh, you know we learnt we learnt a bit about her. Her background and uh, how she started singing, which uh, I'll not give anything away yet, because uh, I was actually it was quite interesting. You know, all, all I'll say is she, it started at six, and there was a song. Yeah, like well, we've talked about it before, and how many times we love interviewing people, but how everyone's got a different story, and it's the best thing about what we do. Yeah, because you hear these artists on the radio, but you don't know really too much about them. Unless yeah. you're a, like a diehard fan, well, that's it. I mean, you know, she she was young when she moved to, and stuff like that. What once again, I can't. It's it's so hard not to give anything away from the interview. Um, you, you're just gonna have to listen to it. And one thing I love what you said during it, right? Which isn't not giving anything away, but is that we got interviewed so early on in her career. Yes. So uh, you know, imagine if she ended up being much bigger. Uh, than we ever expected, and it was like a kind of Luke Bryan situation. Yeah, like that would be unreal. I think it's going to happen one day as well. It's definitely going to happen one day. Um, I, would, I would love to be the person that like goes on like TikTok or like find, stumbles upon a song, and like you're just like, yeah, this song's awesome, and you find out they're an independent artist, and then you're just like, do you know what? I want to manage you. To be fair, it was like when I listened to that because it was TikTok that introduced me to uh, Cooper Allen, and it was that when uh, I heard first rodeo. Uh, that that to me, I was just like, oh, like the song's amazing. And then by that point, I, when I messaged you saying, "Oh, there was that new song," and you just went, "Oh yeah," like I've already heard it. Like you saw it live like three weeks prior, me knowing, and you know it was that moment. I thought, "Oh, I've I've got something new here," and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Nope." Everyone else has heard it before me. I think that's 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 one of my dreams, to be fair. So ever since we started doing this, like I never really considered a career in like music, mainly because I can't sing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least I'm being I can honest. Barely speak. <laughs> Someone said that to us in Nashville, you know, as well. So like, why well, the bar? What <laughs> the bar losers? And um, this guy was playing the guitar, and his friend's guitar it snapped. And he's like, can anyone else in here play the guitar? 
And he like looked around the room, and there was probably only about like twelve people because it was like a Wednesday night after the CMA fest. And he pointed over at me, and he goes, "He definitely looks like he plays the guitar." I was like, oh, "I don't play it anymore, mate." And then this other guy on this other table, this American, just turned around and was like, "He can barely speak." <laughs> I was like, "All right then." <laughs> Wind it in. How? Who are you? <laughs> and then my cousin's like, he's going like laughing. And then, like, looking at my reaction to see if I'm going to kick off. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to kick off, but there's no need for that. (laughs) I mean, he's got a point. Like, (laughs) we've got two very kind of different accents. Like, you're you're much more broad than me. Like, I speak kind of normal. But I don't know if we've actually mentioned that before. There is sort of a a reason for that. Because you weren't necessarily born in the area that we, we come from. <laughs> born in the UK. Yeah, no, you were born in the UK. Just wasn't born. Um, no, no, because originally I'm from down south. Yeah. So, uh, But literally, I moved when I was like so young, to the point I was probably barely talking. I, so it's not like I moved from there and I was like, oh, what? you all right, mate? You all right? <laughs> Like you've just walked out of the market scene. Yeah, exactly. Like like Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses. To be fair, I've never really always spoke like this. Um, It wasn't only like at school I was dead posh. And yeah. I mean, accent probably stands out a lot more when I'm in a place. I cannot imagine you posh in any kind of way. That's charming. Again, an unnecessary (laughs) comment from a passerby. I'm not exactly a passerby. (laughs) You're in my house. I can't, I can't pass it by unless you've intruded <laughs> later. But uh, but no, so going, going back to that, like it, I'm going to go, like I always wanted a job in the music career now. So whether that be like A&R or like, I don't know, just even being on the road as a roadie or something like that, you know, someone as a crew, cool. it'd be pretty cool, like going to a different town every night. So I'm going to make my aim, right? Within the next five years, I'm going to head to a singer-songwriter competition. Or, not a competition, just a singer-songwriter round. And I'm going to go and find somebody and just be like, right, that's that's the person that I'm going to manage. Whitney Houston. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> oh, going to find me somebody. Yeah. That's not even the words, but still. Um, that's a good idea, though. I, I like how we kind of progress from Abby Cohen talking about it and then all of a sudden just <laughs> completely going off about who can hardly speak and well it's funny because as we talked in the interview one of the programs i'm watching at the minute and i don't know why it's taken us this long to start watching it but is the program nashville and it's so so good like i recommend anyone listening to this you based a life on it didn't you sort of but if anyone is like listening to this and hasn't watched like nashville the tv show Oh. Get around the watching it because it is absolutely phenomenal. I'll uh, I'll have to watch it. You'll love it because you know that you know that movie you love, um, Twilight. No. <laughs> <laughs> Something should never be said. No, what's that one that you made me watch? And I was so Need like, watch. I don't want to really watch it. And then after watching, it, I was like, ah, that's so awesome. Was so it called? Is it called Rock of Ages or something? Oh yeah, Brown? Rock Rock of Ages. Yeah. yeah. I was well, just you, like, you didn't want to watch that. It's it awesome. was just one of them things where you're like, oh, it's like a musical. And I was like, gotta be musical. Up six string. And I was just like, okay. And then watched it. And do you know what? I actually put the soundtrack on my like, phone. That's, I was listening it's to absolutely it on Spotify, So It's because I love rock and roll. Yeah, so I'll give you that one. But um, Nashville's quite similar where it's playing sort of music like that. And um, the storyline's really cool. 
Um, but obviously they go to quite a few singer-songwriter rounds, and maybe I'm just inspired by that. Uh, that's, well, that's what I do. I inspire people to watch the right films, to inspire them to do, to watch the right things, and then next thing you know. What, what's your next movie I should watch to feel inspired? I think you watch, should watch The Greatest Showman. Right, we're going to draw a line right there. There's no, I, tell, I tell you now, there's so many people who would like... Who would actually probably tr- like send you death threats if you take the mick out of uh, the Greatest Showman? Not I'm one of them. Not taking the mick, not doing anything. Like that. I'm just saying, it's, like it's wise. I draw a line. It's really good. I have no Sack doubt. Sackhoff plays a great role. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in it. To be fair, there you go. He's in it. He's good in it. He can sing, quite like he did in that uh, High School Musical. Right. Except for he can that sing way. properly. And not uh, autotune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, so, go, like, so, well, going back to what we talked about in the last episode as well, is you were off to a camp. I was. So you have to fill us in I'm, on I'm like, still, how that was. Still recovering from it. It was tiring. That's all I can remember now. It's just a big blur. No, um, camp was really good. Uh, uh, once again, because like, I'd do the music for it. I'd, I'm telling you, I should be in the singer-songwriter thing, mate. So far, I can't write any songs. Do you know what? You've literally just set yourself a challenge right there as well. Because there's going to be one episode you're just going to have to sing. The next time we get an artist on that's going to sing, you're going to have to do a duet. Do a duet with them. I'll do the harmonies. Because you're telling people you can sing, but I don't know if they quite believe you. (laughs) I don't don't blame them. I'm just Even I don't believe myself. Um... (laughs) Yeah, uh, but I mean, that, once again, like last year, I was like, I was running all the games, and I gave the the kids a great opportunity where they all had buckets filled with water, and I just had to lie on the ground and just get absolutely drenched with water, um, and it was it was great fun. But the only reason I did that is because literally one kid came up to me um, right at the start, and he just looked at me and just said, "I'm gonna get you," and I'm just like, "Whoa." <laughs> some darkness there, mate. What before the water thing, or like right at the start of the trip? Right at the start of the, like the water games. All oh, right, it, was like... it wasn't like he walked in with all his camping gear and just looked at me and just went, "I'm gonna kill you." Like you know, <laughs> he didn't say anything quite like that. He just wake up in the middle of the night and he's got like soap and a sock. There's some there's something about kids who just love like getting their leaders, um, and uh, it's just uh, very strange. A strange thing because I think I remember when I was younger I I wanted to do that I wanted to like just destroy the leaders and once again it's nothing disrespectful it's just I, I love the leaders but you always just want to like if I had the chance I would probably throw like a custard at them or something just it's just one of those things yeah well, I... before you carry on did that uh, did that come out of your phone was that your new text tone, that Chris Bandy? Hey guys, this is Chris Bandy. Unless he's messaging you and you've got this new, you're managing to get a hold of all these people, and I'm not. Maybe. <laughs> would it yeah. would it disappoint you if I told you it was Chris Bandy that I texted? I would have been. Uh, well, no, I would have been a little bit jealous thinking. More, more enough, shame on me. I should have my phone on silent. That is very. I am true. sorry for that. that. That was a bit weird. I mean, it, as it does go back to the fact that. Everyone should be listening to episode 38. Yeah, and, uh... and on behalf of Chris, <laughs> Chris is sorry. 
bad, Chris. <laughs> but going, going back to the uh, com. <laughs> Trying to go back to the com. Um, yeah, so basically they just hoid a load of water on me. Um, and do you know, some of them were like, you know, if you heard, heard of waterboarding, you know, that oh, torture yeah. thing. I'm not even joking. One of them was just slowly pouring it like on my head. Just knew the right sort of moments before you passed out of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. and then, and just, then just stopped. Brought the yeah. towel off his face. Yeah, and the thing is, nobody stopped him. It was just, oh dear. Um, so, did you win any races though? Because like this year, you were going to go for gold in the um, Egg and Spoon race. Well, no, because I didn't do that. I did not. I decided not to do the races. I, we we did. Um, I did a photo challenge though where I got them to do, it was called Photo Charades. Now, this is a game that you guys can, like, you should play in a group of friends and just have one person, like, out of the group, just for, like, not like, don't kick them out or anything, still be his friend. Um, and then you get, think of a scene from a movie, and you make the scene and take a photo of it, and that person's got to guess what, what scene it is and uh, from what film. That's pretty awesome, that. Yeah, is that, so, it's a really good game to so play. Like, a bit like charades. Yeah, that's why it's called photo charades. That's unreal. <laughs> charades, not charades. Charades. But um, so charades or charades? That's a question. So charades is meant to be the charades. posh way, and charades is. Oh, like, is this you trying to go no, back to your no, thing? Oh, no, I'm posh. No, because no. I went to a party one day. I was made fun of when I call it charades, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, you can definitely tell where you." How do you made. say cinema? What cinema? Cinema. Cinema. <laughs> Why do you Sorry, say the movies. Like, yeah. But um, the in the last episode as well, we talked about TikTok and how we are on TikTok at Country Fried UK. Um, a lot of things. <laughs> Quick that plug. I, yeah, a lot of things that I do see on there is um, like country music challenges, and we'd love like some inspiration or like some ideas for a country music challenge that you can send our way. Me and Alex can do. Um, because we're still yet to do one. Yeah, and if anyone's got one, we I'll need do. to do one. So, you know, if there's some some challenge that you've seen in the past, maybe it's an eighties, a nineties, a two thousand one, like songs of these eras, um, get it sent across to her. We'll Send over the video on any of our socials, and uh, we'll give it our best go. Yeah, I'll, I'll begin. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, before we uh, continue any further, I think this is the time where we introduce Abby Cohn and uh, get this interview rocking and rolling. So we're now joined by Abby Cohn, which is lovely to see you all the way over in Texas. Yes, good to see you guys. What's it like in Texas? I've never been. You have, I haven't. It's, um, so I live in Nashville, obviously. I was born and raised in Texas. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas right now. Um, It's flat. You can really see the whole entire sky. I don't know. Have you ever heard the thing about like a Texas sky? You can just like really see, since it is so flat, you can just like really see the whole entire sky. Um, It's pretty hot right now. And, but it's great. I love Texas. That sounds amazing. I like when, when we look up, all we see is just like aerials and like broken bits of branch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best thing about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> England. Um, but uh, uh, one thing which uh, I always have to ask, and I love asking this question because it's always about the beginning of your story. So how did you get into doing country music and uh, where did it all start for you? Um, 
That's a great question. I was raised on country music. My parents, I like, like I said, born and raised in Texas. So I grew up with it just being around. Uh, you've probably never heard of it, but there's a radio station here. I think it's a, like a, an XM, like a syndicated radio station. It's called Willie's Roadhouse, like Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. um, so I like grew up listening to like traditional country um, and then when I was six, I started vocal lessons. My mom said that I was singing to like Barney and she could hear that I was like kind of care, like actually like my pitch wasn't terrible. So um, I started singing lessons when I was six and then it just kind of like evolved from there. I've always remembered like really loving it. Uh, in Texas, there are these things called Opry's, you know, like the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's basically like tiny versions of that. Um so I was lucky enough to kind of have that here and have somewhere like as a kid that I could sing with a live band. And so I would just like cover traditional country songs. So I really just grew up in an environment that was art. Country music was just around me. And then it just developed from there. I started guitar lessons when I was eight. Um, I went to Nashville for the first time when I was 12 and just decided that this is what I wanted to do. And then it has literally, I've just been like step by step doing whatever I needed to do to make it happen since then. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I think you're the first person I've ever heard to say that their career technically started with Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. that's the, like I know I know when people say, oh, I started when I was a young age, I just started singing and, but never to like to the radio, Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah. It was Barney. I loved Barney. My sister, like, played a joke on me when I was younger and told me like Barney died, which was pretty terrible to do. Oh, to I was brutal. like, um, yeah, I loved Barney. <laughs> uh, you should do a country, do a country version of the Barney song. People would love that. It'd be really natural. That. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, what was it like when you moved to Nashville at age 16? Those years, I feel like 16 to like 20 for me is kind of a, a blur, but I, yeah, I, I moved there when I was 16. I was still like graduating high school-ish, like online. So it was like working on that and then writing. I was just like trying to get done with school online and then also writing as much as I could. I worked at this place. It's a venue in Nashville. They do like songwriter rounds called The Listening Room. So I worked there because I thought it, I was terrible. I was a hostess. Um, to like take people to their seat and everything. And I was just so bad at it. Um, but I took that, I got that job because I thought that it could help me meet songwriters, which it did. I also, I signed my first publishing deal when I was 16 too. So I had a publishing deal and I had a, a company setting me up with rights. And then I was just trying to graduate school. So it was just like managing the two worlds until I could get done with school. And then once I was done with school, I just it was like main objective was to get a record deal. That's awesome. So what was that? Uh, what What did you feel like when you just went, I'm 16, I'm moving to Nashville. Was it just a case that you went out on your own and just go, I'm moving to Nashville. I need to be there. Sort of. I had been visiting Nashville like regularly since I was probably the first time I went like just to visit, to check it out was when I was 12 and I really loved it. I saw Vince Gill at the Opry and then I also went to a songwriter round. So that trip for me was like, I'm a Ben Skill super fan. I'm actually going to one of his shows um, while I'm here in town in Texas. And I've gotten to work with him since. So that's wow. like one of my biggest dreams. Um, so I remember like going when I was 12 and then that kind of like 
really made me fall in love with it. And then my mom and I would just continue going back regularly, probably like a week, a month from the time I was like 14. So it was, it was kind of a, it wasn't like a quick thing. It was quite a like transition into it. And I had been spending a lot of time there for like a few years. So when I was 16, although that's like so young, looking back, I had already been spending quite a lot, almost half of my time there. Wow. So yeah, it's funny because when you were talking about your story and like the listening rooms, it quite reminds us of the TV show in Nashville, if you've seen it before. Yes, yeah. Like where the it's girl very... works in there, the Bluebird Cafe. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was basically, yeah. that was made about Abby Cohn, wasn't it? That's that's what it was. No, yeah. The, the Bluebird is like, harder to get a job at i think because it's have you guys ever been to the bluebird uh i've been inside but i've been outside okay cool it's so small it's like really small so they don't even like they they just don't need that many people but i think i remember trying to get a job there and it's just hard so i was like okay i'll go to the listening room um i loved it it was it was some of my best memories of being in nashville actually it sounds like it would be a great piece of advice as well for anyone that did move to nashville because you can connect totally like with artists like it was saying alex when i was across there for cma fest we went to live oak and like Mm -hmm. anderson was just sat in there and like um there were so many different artists and they were all just supporting all the other artists on stage checking what was out there and it seemed like a really supportive environment as well it is and working somewhere like that is a great way to meet not only songwriters but like you're going to meet managers you're going to meet publishers like you're going to meet everyone that's coming in there to watch the songwriters you know what i mean like i i played around uh a couple weeks ago at the listening room and our whole management team came like you know if the artist has a and r their a and r is probably going to come so it's a way to meet a lot more people than just writers that's awesome so speaking of uh like writing by the well, by what we uh, gather, your latest and possibly first EP, Hate Me, came mm-hmm. out in April. How yes. did that feel? felt so good. I took a long time. I had cut that project, those six songs, in. well, I, had, I wrote most of those songs in, in 2018-ish and then cut the project in 2019, and then the pandemic happened, and so we just couldn't get it out until April of 2022. So all the, I love it so much. I'm like so proud of it, but um, I've been sitting on it for a long time. So to finally get it out felt so nice. And so just like, here, take it. It's not mine anymore. <laughs> like, um, I'm, um, yeah, it, it, it's been really exciting. It's been like, it's still weird thinking about people. I, I sat on it for so long. It was like this thing for so long that I just had for myself that it's crazy that like, I have like a Spotify and people listen to it. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well, we've got it, we've got it on our Spotify cause we always love like, uh, so we're just like, okay, we're interviewing uh, Abby Cohen and we go EP's just come out. Let's have a listen. It's great. Yeah. It's absolutely Thanks. fantastic for anyone listening right now. It's a case of get listening to it, download it. It's awesome. Thank you. But you have like a like hands-on like job during the whole EP because did you like co-write it, co-produce it and do yeah, quite a bit with every- it? everything yeah i um i wrote on every song i co-produced it with uh nathan spicer who's my producer and also my boyfriend and uh, he wrote five out of the six songs with me on the ep so and when we were making it like 
this kind of like studio rat stuff for like a second, but we didn't, it was basically just like us in the studio. And when we had, we basically only have two other players on the EP, uh, Derek Wells on guitar and Aaron Sterling on the drums, but we like sent everything to them. Like they just cut it at their studios or whatever. And then they sent it back. So it was like just Nathan and I like hold up in the studio for like a year pretty much. And yeah, I just, I love like, there's no other way to do it for me to like, not other than being involved in every step, but I totally, but I, but I, yeah, it wouldn't seem natural to me to not have that much involvement with it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's awesome. But the title hates me. Now, is there a story <laughs> behind that? Not really. Other than like, we wrote the song. I wrote that song with Nathan and Jesse Joe Dillon, who's like one of my favorite people and songwriters ever. Um, yeah, we, we just wrote that song. I think, I don't even think I had that title or anything. I think we just came up with that that day but i just thought like i thought it was kind of ballsy i don't know i liked the attitude behind it i'm not necessarily that person <laughs> like like i really want you to like me you know what i mean yeah. but <laughs> so it just felt ironic like, this, like yeah totally it felt um i mean it just felt like if i was gonna unless i was gonna do it like just do like a self-titled EP with those songs on it or whatever it felt, which I didn't really want to do. I wanted to use one of the song titles as the um, title track. None of the other ones felt right to me. So I was like, I think it's Hayden. Definitely stands out and grabs the attention. It does. Yeah. That's, the first, that's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Just a little attention grabbing. Yeah. That's awesome. So obviously like you're quite fresh in your career but you've had like loads of accolades like Pandora's uh, Country Artist to Watch for 2022 and like CMT's like Women of the Air and stuff like that. What's it mm -hmm. like to have all these and does it add like extra pressure onto yourself? No, I don't think it adds extra pressure. I'm really grateful for all of those things. I was so excited to be one of Pandora's Country Artists to Watch and then yeah, I was in CMT Next Women of Country in 2020. The, like, they do it in classes, you know, each year. So I was the class of 2020. Um, and I'm, I'm getting to go on the CMT Next Women of Country tour with uh, Maddie and Tay and Sasha, like, really soon, in, like, six weeks or something. Um, no, it doesn't add more pressure for me. It makes me, like, I'm just really grateful for it. I'm, like, in a really... Um, I'm just really excited for my future. I feel like I've dealt with a lot of the... I've, I've talked about it in other interviews and stuff. Like I've, I, I dealt with a lot of anxiety in like 2020 about like all the, you know what I mean? I was like CMT next women of country class and like had all these, I was supposed to put out my project in June of 2020. And then the plan just like got demolished essentially. And so that caused a lot of like, Oh my God. And especially since I have been doing this for so long, this has been like, the one thing I've ever wanted to do. And I feel like I've spent probably the last two years kind of like dealing with the shift in, in, in plans. You know what I mean? Just like, it looks a little different. I'm about to, it says I'm about to raise my hand. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, I'm not raising my hand. Um, yeah, sorry. Raise I, your hand. <laughs> yeah. I, um, 
Yeah. I feel like I'm like through that phase, through that anxious phase of like, Oh my God, I didn't get my EP out when I wanted it to and whatever. And now I'm just like, really, I feel really peaceful and I'm just really stoked to like see um, what the next few years looks like for me. Yeah. Cause hope, well, hopefully um, the pandemic is coming to an end. Um, yeah. Still not fully there, but it's coming. I'm fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, touch yeah. Um, so that must be like a bit of pressure release because in the sense of, that if you did have another, like, let's say an album coming out mm-hmm. or anything like that, it's not a case of you'll have to wait. You can release it when it's ready. There's no yeah. waiting. There's no, is it perfect? Is it not perfect? It's a case of when you know it's done, you put it out. Yeah. That would be a great feeling. Totally. It feels like starting over in a sense yeah. with a really great foundation, which I'm like super grateful for, but it does feel like the last, I, for for everyone like in every yeah. industry probably but especially in the music industry it's like okay holy shit that was crazy that was a yeah, that was a really wild couple of years let's like recalibrate and just keep keep building kind of start over from from where we're at now which oh, feels 100%. good for yeah I've, i mean I, I think i think you probably just said what every artist we've spoken to like right like i think it was just when we were we started like uh, the podcast, like people were just starting the tour again. And like people just in the anxiety, like the pressure of actually performing again, they were excited, but they were nervous because they haven't seen people have performed in front of people for yeah, a long they'd, time. They wrote all these like brand new songs, but again, they'd never had the chance to go to like sing a songwriter rounds or anything to like practice new material. Yeah. And so totally. the first time they were performing it was actually in front of like live audiences and like they were just saying like how unreal it was to see people captivated with like these songs as well. Yeah, totally. Oh. I know. It's like everything feels new. That's, that's pretty cool. But yeah. um, so let's start talking more about your music in the sense of your genre of music is very, like it's quite unique. You managed to mix all these different kinds of genres, but still make it country. Like you got a little bit of R and B in there somewhere. <laughs> so, so talk us through that like your your method of madness we'll call it like it's because mm-hmm. it, it's it's fantastic how you mix them and yet it's still country it's still one genre at the end but still a completely different thank you that's really nice so like i said i i you know straight out the gate was exposed to like traditional country music um i mean like willie nelson bob wills Waylon, like stuff like that So I think that kind of formed my idea of the song, what, what a song should be to me. You know, I, that's why I choose to stay in in country and why I want to be country is because of the, the, the art of the songwriting kind of, it's like a story, you know, but when I was probably like, um, I don't know, probably like 10, I found like Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, like singers, you know what I mean? Um, Like the Mariah, like MC Squared album, kind of like R&B stuff. Like I love R&B a lot. So that's probably where that comes from. Mm. And then like, yeah, I'm. I, and then if you, if you look at like, 
like Nathan's influences kind of from like a production standpoint, he grew up on like Jackson Brown and like Blink-182 and just like, I think it's kind of like how both of our influences like meshed together and made that project. And I, I'm really inspired by music, like probably like Shania in like would be the best example of like, you can hear so many influences within that but somehow it ends up being what people would res like closest to country you know what I mean I was really inspired by that also kind of like Taylor Swift did that pretty um successfully so it's just all of my influences I think combined especially with that being my first project I really wanted to like for like everything to kind of like meet and and work together so I'm glad that it's coming across that way 100% because as soon as we listened to like the EP we're in the car together and we just heard it and we're like you're sort of a bit of a trailblazer because I don't think anyone quite is doing like what you're doing with like your mixing of genres and it's awesome to see like obviously you've got people like Breland sort of like sort of doing it and you're starting to mix genres together but not like people are bringing features in off like rappers and like or like DJs and stuff like that, but then yourself is just vocally just bringing all these genres together, which is amazing. Yeah, so it's awesome. Thank you. Definitely, definitely unique and definitely one for people to focus on um, when your career starts to just rock it, which Thank it will. You. It definitely, I mean, you've got all these different things happening for you. It, there's, there's no doubt in our minds that you're going to become bigger and. Uh, you know, that's, that's why we're very honored that you're on the podcast now, because then we get we get to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we interviewed her. We're one of the first. Well, <laughs> Thank well you. One, probably one of the like 50th, but yeah, I um, say we're first. So that's really sweet. Thank you. I'm honored to to be talking to you guys. I.
I feel that already, especially like I've done quite a bit of like, uh, like UK press sort of stuff. And like, I've just like loved everyone I've talked to everyone I've talked to. I've been like, should I move to Europe? And just like, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> trust me. <Yeah. laughs> it's a, it's one of those, it's a, it's a nice place to visit, but it's nice to come yeah. home. Like it's one of those kind of places. It's, it's ironic because so, we say the same thing about America. Like we'd switch, we'd switch over uh, to you yeah, guys. Oh my god, switch. We should yeah. do a swap for a while and see how it goes. I'd happily live in Nashville. I know you would. Actually, to be fair, so would I. Like, uh, do you like Nashville? I've never been. I've never had you the ne- chance to go yet. Wow, you've you left go. me behind. I've even damn. Been, I've even been to Fort Worth, like. And Dallas and all that too. Went to Billy Bob's. Oh my God. I'm literally going. That's so crazy. I was like, y'all should go to Billy Bob's. That would be such a crazy thing. That's crazy that you've gone. It's like the world's gone. largest honky tonk. So. Is it? It oh, is the yeah. world's largest honky tonk. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. We, we've got a place in Newcastle. What, what's it called again? Like it's, a, oh, it's a, it's a dive bar. Oh yeah. It's a dive bar. It, dive. It's just a dive. It's um, like literally, but they pretend like that they're American and stuff like that. And you walk into the place and the first thing you look at is all these like kind of middle-aged people in like cowboy hats and cowboy boots listening to like kind of Willie Nelson style, drinking Budweiser's. And the first thing you do is stick to the floor. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's how you don't leave though. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, the sticking floor really, really gets you. Yeah. You sure you want to come over now? <laughs> no, the, I mean, did you go to Broadway when you were in Nashville? Uh, honestly, I have never seen it's anything gone. quite like it. So, so is okay. it not the craziest thing you've ever seen? Sometimes, or not sometimes, quite a lot actually. I will in my car drive down Broadway on like a Friday night. It's like my idea of a good time is not actually going to Broadway. It's just driving down and looking at everyone I'm on trying, Broadway. Trying not to hit people. It's like an immersive experience, you know, like with your windows rolled up, just just watching it. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I like the first time because I came across for CMA Fest for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was there for 15 days. And when I first stepped next to the Bridgestone Arena, my jaw was just down to the floor. Yeah. I was like, this is heaven. Like you could hear all the live music, like just yeah. all the people stumbling about on the street. Um, I love that that much that we even booked with tickets for CMA Fest next year. And we're coming back in November as well. So cool. When he says we, by the way. Is that you? It's no. not. No, okay. no. I'm sorry. He's given us daggers from here. It's very. Uh, what are you what are you going back in November for? Uh, just my birthday. Cool. <laughs> nothing, nothing special. Just uh <laughs> just, just for something to do. Like so, so you like you loved it. You really loved it. it. Yeah, and still not bringing me back. And uh, secondly, it's also my birthday. Like, not only best best mates, but our birthdays are not even a week apart from each other, and he's away for it. That's kind of sad. Yeah, Abby, you have no this idea. Is what <laughs> but, uh, this, this has gone off topic completely of music. No, it's this, was, okay. this is meant to be a, the whole Abby Cohn episode, Abby and the, now this has turned into a therapy issue. I know. Like, it's- <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm unsurprised that that has happened media, with yeah. me on this podcast. I love therapy. I'm like, so how's you guys? How's y'all's friendship? <laughs> not good anymore, Abby. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, so Abby. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you kind of answered part of this. Um, 
very uh, very vaguely, but you still answered it. Um, what's uh, has the rest of 2022 got lined up for you, as well as maybe a little bit further on? So I start tour mid September with Maddie and Tay for the CMT Next Women tour, which I'm very excited about. We tour um, until like the end of October, pretty much. My birthday's in September, September 29th, and I'll be. I think I'll be in like West Hollywood playing um, a club called the Roxy in West Hollywood on my birthday. And we're, I've never, you know, I'm, I'm new to touring. I toured with Brittany Spencer, did like a club tour with her in January and February, and then haven't really done any touring since then. So this will be kind of like my first real tour. Like we're doing theater. So it's, I'm quite excited about it. And we're going like West coast, East coast, everything. So I'm doing that September and October. Then it's like, we're at this interesting place in the year to where it's kind of after that, the end of the year. And I don't know if you guys know the music industry, like kind of just shuts down like November, November kind of (laughs) like Thanksgiving. You're going at the good time then. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, not a ton after October, you know, it's touring's interesting right now because tours are like kind of like catching up, you know, from the last two years. So a lot of people that are on tours right now have kind of been booked on those tours for years, just waiting to do them. So, you know, like I said, I've, I've got some like festivals already booked for next year, but I'm hoping that just something else comes up for me in the beginning of next year and I'll just jump on whatever I can, I can get on and hopefully new music as well. Amazing. I'm absolutely jealous yeah. that you get to play the, um, the Moxie, the Roxy. Yeah. Cause, Moxie. Yeah. Um, Cause when we were across there, like the Viper rooms were still open and mm. it was just like a legendary venue. And so is that itself. So even just to play that in West Hollywood is like unbelievable. Yeah. The um, we're also playing the I think this is how you say it, the the Gramercy Theater in New York City, which is like a iconic theater. So just getting to play some like really cool venues, I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, it sounds yeah. like you've got such an exciting rest of the year happening. Um, plenty, plenty of music, and you get to play music. And hopefully, someone's going to sing your happy birthday on your birthday. You can't sing happy birthday to yourself. Gonna, like, I'm just not. I'm just going to tell everyone that it's my birthday. And just let them I'll, do it. I'll lead everyone in happy birthday. I'm shamelessly, I don't care. <laughs> well, I was literally about to say that sounds sad, but if you don't care, then you go for it, Abby. <laughs> no, I'll be like, hey guys, it's my birthday. Let's all sing me happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Did everyone bring presents? <laughs> well, yeah, I'll find be a card with Barney the dinosaur on. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of them about. But, but Abby, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We would love to speak to you a little bit more after this interview. But um, on behalf of everyone who's listening, I would love to say goodbye to you now. Um, I say I would love to say goodbye to you. That just sounds like I'm just like, oh, just, yeah. Oh, wait, come on, get, get off. off. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, look at that. It's a birthday coming up, you know. So, um, but no, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've loved talking to you. Uh, like I said, we'll love to talk to you more just after this. Um, yeah. But for now, we'll see. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye, guys. Well, once again, that was Abby Cohn, um, Barney the Dinosaur. So I'm not even joking. After we did that uh, interview, I was just all I could think about was uh, "I love you, 
you love me. And do you know what? It kind of creeped me out a little bit. Not the fact that she sang it when she was six years old and learned that, like, damn, I can sing. It was just the fact that I was like, I could just hear it in my head. The worst thing is, I can't actually remember mo- much about Barney and the Dinosaur. I-, I never really watched it as a kid. I just, you know, that when you're a kid, you just know of Barney the Dinosaur. Did he have a stupid voice? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> Sounds like people from Carolina. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> I'm but, only joking. Uh, <laughs> Do not come at me with your pitchforks. Uh, he, he's not joking. That's the worst bit. Um, <laughs> He, that's how he really thinks of Carolina. Um, no, it, it was a really good interview um, and therapy session as well at some point. Um, you know, I feel feel like we managed to break through a few barriers there. One thing I loved about our interview is, again, for someone so young, like, how, I don't know how many times we actually say this as well, is how, like, screwed on these people's heads yeah, are. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're a lot more screwed on than our heads, that's for sure. Well... I just feel like as a genre as a whole, like you look at like pop music and you get these child stars, well, not necessarily child stars, but people that go in from like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And she's been around the music business since she was 16. And some people are like, some people are made for it, some people aren't. And if you let your ego and your head and everything get to it, like all the flashing lights, the lot, um, yeah, like you've seen it with like Justin Bieber in the past and stuff like that. I mean, that's, quite possibly on a different level yeah. but even so like everyone that we've spoken to is just seems so sensible sounds like yeah sounds sounds like something that we weren't when we were younger well, um, well, talk talk about yourself there right eh? <laughs> we're gonna have to go back in touch with abby and get this therapy session going to go again <laughs> if you start um but uh anyway guys i uh, hope you enjoyed that that's uh that like once again that's abby Cohn. um follow on instagram Download our music on Spotify, uh, especially uh, the track like Hate Me um, EP and all that jazz. Um, it's a first EP as well, thanks to lockdown. Um, but and if you get a chance, yeah. head over to a TikTok as well, because uh, she puts loads of uh, little, like these little cover snippets on there and yeah. like covers of songs. And it's, it's awesome to see, because like we said in the interview, she can sing many different genres of like music. Oh, yeah. And honestly, they're oh, different R&B. genres. And, like, oh, my God. She did Whitney one bit back. Yeah. Oof. Um, right. So before we finish up, we guys, uh, we guys, <laughs> you guys, we we have something for you guys to look into. And we've got some new music. Um, well, we don't, not personally, unless we've written any songs recently. I don't think we have. No. no. Okay. So uh, we've uh, chosen some songs that we think you guys should download, listen to. Um, it's awesome. So, uh, once again, five each, Blaine. So, let me go first. Um, we've got Next Thing You Know, Jordan Davis, Girl In Mine, Parmalee. Do you know, every time I see Watermelon, I think of Watermelon Sugar. Hi, Harry Styles. That's not what it is. It was more Watermelon Moonshine, Lainey Wilson, who is on a roll at the moment, by the way. She is smashing it. Um, we've got Trucks Don't Lie, Tyler Rich. And late, Frank Ray. And then the other five are Didn't Do, Spencer Crandall, This Miller Light of Mine, Drew Green, Get It Into by Ashley Cook, <laughs> Better Love by Little Big Town, and Sunroof by Nicky Yori featuring Thomas Rhett. Of course it and does. And what I love about that is he, got, he, he commented on one of the TikToks that I made. Oh, bless. 
Yeah, he's but, got like I have never like. Do you know what that song Sunroof? I've heard it, and I, it's a viral song. Like it's got over like it's got a quarter of a billion listens on Spotify or something like that. Billion. Yeah, I think Good so. What two hundred and fifty million? Yeah. Wow. And um, crazy. And Great, it's great. somewhere where I've heard the song, but I don't know what it's off. I don't know if it's off an advert, if it's off a challenge, if it's off what. But if there is one song that you listen to on that list, people, it is this Miller Light of Mine. I yeah. love the I love the title because obviously this little light of mine. Oh, that's uh, right. Isn't that how yeah. the song goes? It's. Uh, <laughs> There's always there's always one country person who has to change like some like a song like that into country. The it, thing is, it's so like it's such like the song's already there. It's such a simple like sort like type like thing to change. Yeah, everyone can relate to it, and it's so country as well. Yeah, but it was like when Chris Lane did that dancing in the moonlight, but changed the words very slightly. Well, not very slightly, like very much so, and but in the same tune and like the chorus, just ever so slightly. It's awesome. It's, I it's, love it. It's an exciting time because it's quite funny. One of the people on um, TikTok, when I put these songs out and stuff, and this this lady got in touch and she just commented on the thing going, oh, country music isn't what it used to be. I was just like, yeah, I agree. You're right, it's like, better. <laughs> I agree. And like things do change, but everything evolves over time. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what. Like look at a car, for example. Now we're looking at hybrid cars and like, electric cars and stuff right it's going to evolve and it might not be what you like but you've just got to sort of accept this as the route's going down and it probably like we've said in the past will go back to what it will yeah but um yeah it will be exciting. what it will be so that is your new music from friday the 12th of august 2022 and, and that also concludes our episode number 39 which is very exciting because that means next week it's episode 40 Big Foro. We have to do something special for the Big Foro. Well, we've like got a special guest. We'll not say who. No. But, uh, we do I'm have a special ex- guest. I wasn't saying about no about that, but yeah, but. we've got some. We've got some really exciting guests coming up. Um, but yeah, we'll just. Well, we'll we'll think of something to do. We yeah. might even wear a party hat. <laughs> we wear like a little thing. Party butter. Hey. <laughs> 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 that was like the strangest noise ever. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, we hope you enjoy your week and uh, we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but we will hopefully have you listen to us next time. Stay safe, guys. <laughs>